Go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in Me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. The verse I want to draw your attention to right now is verse 5 where it says, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. And that's what I want to talk to you this morning about is letting your moderation be known. Let your moderation be known. We are living in a crazy world during crazy times and people are literally going crazy. I mean, you know, illegal drug use is on the rise like you wouldn't believe. I don't know how people are dying left and right from you know heroin and stuff, and people are still buying it even though everybody knows what's going on. Why? You know these these people are nuts. They're they're addicted to these things. And not only are illegal illegal drug use is on the rise and going crazy. Legal drug use is on the rise and going crazy. I listened to a guy giving a speech the other day, and he was talking about a lot of these painkillers and things people are taking. How you know he's like. You know, we got here on a road paved with good intentions. You know, we intended to help people with these, but we found out, you know, they're giving people suicidal tendencies and, you know, making people crazy and, I mean, just terrible, terrible side effects from a lot of these things. And, you know, it's, it's sad what's going on. I'm not saying you can never take those things, but boy, yeah, you gotta be careful with that stuff. And it, it is out of control. In our country, we are raising drug addicts. We're giving kids, boys especially, you know, drugs to get them to stop acting like boys. You know, boys are hyper. You know, they're they're wild, they're destructive. You know, it's just part of being a boy. But we're we're drugging them up, you know, to get them to act more like girls. And and then we're wondering why we got all these girly men out there, and we got we're wondering why we got all these drug addicts out there. They've been raised on these things. And it's a shame, and it's—I mean—and it is—it's it's affecting people mentally. You know, mass shootings. Okay, we're here. It seems like we're hearing more and more about mass shootings. It's any more you hear about another mass shooting, and you're almost just—you flip to the next channel. You know, uh, another one. Big, big surprise. When you know—and there's a reason for this. You know, it's like everybody's talking about mental illness all the time. But you know, mental illness—it's not like a contagious epidemic. Okay, it's not something that's just in the air. If there's anything in common, it's a lot of the stuff that people are taking. And I'm not an expert on those things, but man, uh, I'm I'm careful with anything that a doctor prescribes me. I don't want to take. I'm not going to take anything that some guy on a street, you know, dressed up like a gangbanger tries selling me. And you know what? I'm going to be just as cautious around the guy in the white coat, you know, that's trying to give me something too. Though they are giving some pretty Scary stuff that's hurting people pretty bad. And people, they're crazy. It's a crazy world that we live in. No doubt about it. 
And as Christians, we, we know we've been called to be a light in the world. We all know you are the light of the world. We've all heard that verse. Uh, we, we know the verse where it says, you know, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We all know that. We know we're supposed to be living good lives so we can shine as a light. So we can, uh, you know, represent Christ well and help draw people to Christ. We know we're not supposed to do bad works. We know it's going to make us look bad and it's going to make Christ look bad if us as Christians are going around and we're doing the same thing everyone else is doing. We're out, you know, cussing out our neighbors, you know, shooting places up. Our names are in the police reports all the time for, you know, breaking and entering and things like that. We all know that's going to hurt us, but one thing that we don't talk about that often that the Bible does teach us, one of the things that we're supposed to do to help us to shine as lights, to help us be noticed in the world, is this verse that we read where it says, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. That that term moderation there, basically what that means, um, it means a calmness of mind. A calmness of mind. And I, I think this is complete, I mean, more appropriate than ever in the day and age we live in with the mental illness stuff just going absolutely crazy. That calmness of mind. The world is in a panic. You know, I mean, if, boy, if you want to go into a money making industry, you know, get in the legal drug industry. I mean, boy, they're, they're selling those pills like crazy. Why? People are depressed. People are, are anxious. People are, they're scared. They want something to help themselves out. But the truth is, as Christians, God has, He wants us to have that calmness of mind. You know, the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God gives the spirit of a sound mind. And so if you don't have a sound mind, and listen, if you're struggling with these things today, I am not picking on you. Listen, I, I promise I'm not picking on you. It's it's a fight to keep a sound mind in this world that we're living in. Especially if you're not doing some of the things we we talk about. I mean, I can see where people are starting to crack, where they're starting to where they're starting to lose it. But what are we supposed to do to make sure that we have that sound mind? Because if you don't have a sound mind, that didn't come from God. So where did it come from? You know, we and we can't I don't think we can just blame the devil on this. There are some places in the world there are entire industries that are geared towards messing with your head and making you crazy. And if you're wondering what industry that is, I'm talking about the news media. Okay, and we'll we'll talk about them a little bit. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, I mean you want you you want to see wickedness at work when I'm at work on break, they have CNN playing all the time. Here is wickedness, seeing it. That's what I think when I when I see those people on there, and just the way they twist things, especially things that I, you know, I am well aware of that I know the truth on, and the way they spin things, it is absolutely wicked what these industries are doing. CNN, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, Fox News, they're they're bad too. They're terrible what they're what they're doing. Oh no, Fox News. They they have Sean Hannity. Man, he he's a nice guy and he's fun to listen to. But you know what? You can't trust him completely either. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't ruin your day talking about Sean Hannity. You know, Bill O'Reilly, whichever one it is that you like on there. Just because they're better than MSNBC doesn't mean they're good. It just means they're not as bad as some of these other ones. And and I. I 
I, I might do some ranting on them today because they are a big cause of this. And we're going to see that in a little bit. But I want to have a sound mind. I'm supposed to have a sound mind. I'm supposed to let my moderation be known unto all men. In other words, I'm, I'm supposed to have that calmness of mind and it's something that people should notice. It's something I'm supposed to let them see. I saw a sign uh, this week on one of the churches in town I thought was pretty funny where it says, Jesus is coming soon, hopefully before the election. And I thought, man, you know, that, amen to that. But it, and it, you know, I see what he was trying to say because it's like, Man, either way, it's kind of scary what's going to happen after this election. But here's the, here's the truth too. No matter what happens in this election, I believe God wants us to have a calmness of mind. I believe He'll give us a spirit of a sound mind. Even if... Alright, can I say this without making anybody mad? Even if Hillary gets elected, God wants us to have a sound mind. God wants us, and boy, we could have a lot of fun just bashing the politician. I'd, I'd love to do that, you know, I, I, and I, I might do it anyway today, but I'm not planning on it. But God wants us to have a calmness of mind. And Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, I think we see in here what we need to do to have that calmness of mind. While the rest of the world is in a panic, God does not want us to be in a panic. Do you ever see one time, we talked about this a while back, where Jesus was ever in a panic about anything? You don't see that. It was not in Christ. He was never panicking for anything. He was never anxious about things and just, you know, he was never worried about anything. And we ought to, we have his spirit that's dwelling in us. And so if we are, if we are panicky, if we're all jittery, if we're all scared of things, that does not come from God. And if, and we do have the Holy Spirit in us. And so if we do have those other spirits, that means we're not doing something right. And I believe the first thing that we need to do if we are going to keep that sound mind is we have to do like it says in Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. See, if we would praise the Lord like we should, I think it would solve a lot of our mental problems. If we would praise the Lord like we should. I was, I was driving, I was, I was making some visits yesterday and I'm kind of driving around and I was thinking about this message and I was thinking about some of these things and as I'm driving down the road, I'm seeing things that were making me thankful just because I was kind of in this mindset. I saw some guys that were working on their car that was broke down and it made me thankful that, hey, my car is running just fine. I am driving down the road. I'm not stuck on the side of the road. I've been stuck on the side of the road before and it stinks. And you know what? I wasn't stuck on the side of the road. My car was running just fine. And you know what? I was thankful. As I was leaving one place, I saw these two scary-looking biker women riding motorcycles down the road. And I thought, my wife doesn't look like that. I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful for my wife. And you know, and I am, I'm just seeing all these things that is just giving me a thankful feeling. And I'm praising, I'm praising the Lord for how good He's been to me. But you know, many, most people today, we're not praising the Lord for things. That's not, in our, that's not, it's not in our nature to do that. It's in our nature to compare what we have to what everybody else has. And we tend to look at the people who have more than we do. We tend to focus on those who have more money, who have the nicer things, or whatever. But uh, look at Romans chapter one, verse twenty-one. We see a group of people in here that we uh, where that got involved in all kinds of wickedness. We're not going to read uh, all the verses going up to it, but one of the reasons these people became reprobate 
and basically good for nothing. says, because when they knew God, verse 21, they glorified Him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. When you are not thankful for what God has given you, it will darken your heart. When you're not thankful for what you have, you will get focused on the wrong things. Many of the shootings and things that go on, it, people do this because they have a lot of hate. Sometimes this hate is because others have more than they do. They see, you know, they feel like other people's lives are better than theirs, and they get jealous. When why can't they just be thankful for what they have? You know, why is it that America, one of the most blessed countries in all of the world, why is it that we have most of the mass shootings? Why is that? Well, it's because we have all these guns that we gotta get rid of. No, no, that's not what it is. That's what they're trying to tell us. But the reason for that, I believe, is because we are we are bombarded so much with just advertisements and things, you know, telling us you need to have more, you're supposed to have more, you deserve more, and we do. We compare so much that it's making people ungrateful. We are nobody. You know, people aren't praising God for anything. You know, we live in a country that's being told that you know that God isn't real, that God's fake. And, you know, we gotta have, we, you know, everybody's supposed to have the same thing. We gotta have equality. And, you know, and during this election cycle, you know, it's all about fairness and how can we, you know, level the playing field and have everybody having the same thing. And it's never gonna be that way. And people ought to just be thankful for what they have. They ought to be grateful, but they're not. And their foolish hearts are darkened. And it takes them some dark places where they'll do some terrible things. And you know, the problem is these people aren't mentally ill. They're evil. And it's like our world, our government, the news media, they don't want to acknowledge that there is evil in the world. They don't want to acknowledge that there's a devil or that there, there is a God. And so they do. They come up with all these other things. And the, but the truth is, we are, our country and our society, it is one of the most ungrateful that you have ever seen. I mean, it is amazing the entitlement attitude that people have today. Just feel like they're entitled to everything. We've got the millennial generation that they feel like they're entitled to a paycheck without even doing any work. They feel like they're entitled to, you know, houses and cars and, you know, smartphones and, you know, cable television and all these things when they don't even have a job. What in the world? How has this happened? We have a people that aren't thankful. I talked to a lady one time when I did, would do estimates for waterproofing, and one of the reasons she had, was having a lot of problems with water, she had plants growing out of her gutters. Her gutters weren't doing any good. And she had a son who was in her 20s that lived at her house in her basement. She was an older lady, and she couldn't climb up on the roof anymore. But I told her, I said, you need to get those gutters clean. She said, well, I can't. But she had mentioned she had a son. I said, well, could you ask your son to do it? Oh, he wouldn't do it. You know, and I didn't want to say anything to her, but I'm just thinking... How about you tell him if he doesn't, he's out on the street. Make him earn his keep. But you know what? You would think a guy that was in his twenties, living with you know, living off his mom, would be grateful. And mom, is there anything I can do for you? Hey, whatever I can do to help, let me know what that is. But no, not today, not in this generation. No, mom, I know you're I know you're older now. I know you can't do that much anymore. But I want you to feed me. I want you to take care of this house I'm living in. You know, mom, you need to do something about the water that's coming into my bedroom in the in your basement that I'm living in. Well, you know, the gutters need, and you, know, you need to pay somebody to come clean the gutters because I'm too lazy to do it. That's the society we live in today, folks, and that's ridiculous. I'm telling you, if you're if you're so pathetic and you're so lazy, 
I know this is mean, but I mean this. If you're so pathetic and so lazy that you will not clean the gutters for your elderly mom when you are living in her house and she's taking care of you, you know what? She needs to let water come in that basement and you need to drown in it. I'm sorry. No, that's true. That's just that's pathetic. But that is our generation. And we are just darkened hearts. You know, but if you don't feel like praising God, you need to ask yourself where that feeling came from. Now, where did where did that come from? I don't feel like praising God. Remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, <clears throat> but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Where did that feeling come from? It didn't come from God. It came from somewhere else. Is it from the friends that you're hanging out with? You know, do you hang out with complainers? Do you hang out with angry people? People who are always moaning and groaning about everything? You know, are you watching the news all the time? What television programs are you watching? You know, what websites are you going on to? You know, who are you listening to that's giving you this attitude? You know, this lazy generation that we have. You know, it's amazing, this young millennial crowd, how much they have in common. I mean, just stupid things that guys do. You know, who told these guys to start wearing buns in their hair? They call them man buns, but I'm sorry. You know, you don't put man in a title of a bun. Okay, Women wear buns in their hair. Not men. Okay? And it's the most ugly, disgusting things. These Most of the guys I have, their hair is greasy. They look gross. It's just like, you know, who is programming you people? You know, I don't watch all the television programs that are out there. I don't know. You know, you could probably... What are the most popular TV shows? And you'll probably figure out where it's coming from. Maybe if I watched those, I would understand why they do the things they do. But you know what? I don't, know. I don't want to understand why they do the things they do because I don't want to start doing that. Truth is, I couldn't have a man bun if I wanted to because <laughs> right where that's supposed to grow, it's not growing there anyway. Maybe I'm just jealous. No, no I'm, not, I'm not jealous of that. Not jealous of that. But we ought to feel like praising God. It doesn't take a lot of searching to find reasons to be thankful unless, and this is the generation today, unless you're completely focused on yourself. If you are completely focused on yourself, then yeah, you'll have plenty of reasons to whine and cry and complain. If you're, if you're completely focused on yourself, oh, you know, I've got this pain in my side. i got, I got this pain in my leg. Well, you know what? That, that stinks. It's no fun dealing with pain. But if you're feeling that way, you know, come with us to the nursing home today. I promise those people are going to be dealing with more pains than you're dealing with. They're going to have more health problems than you're dealing with. Go visit somebody in the hospital every now and then. Go see people who are worse off than you are. There are plenty like that. Oh, my kids are my kids are driving me nuts. You know, my kids do this, my kids do that. You know, my kids can't think to put their shoes on before they come up and sing a special in church. You know, my other kid wants to take her shoes off in the middle of a special. What's wrong with my kids? Well, you know what? Why don't you go visit some of these hosp- children's hospitals with kids who are just suffering from things not their fault they were born with. And but you know, you see a lot of these kids too, just happy kids great attitudes. And it's funny too, people who work with kids like that are usually happy people. You know why? They're not focused on themselves. But some of the most miserable people are people who are shut up in their own little world, in their own houses, never doing anything, never out there helping anybody, completely focused on themselves. And if you do that, boy, you are not going to have a sound mind. You better go visit the pharmacist. You're going to have all kinds of problems. Let me tell you something. You need to be praising the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, Paul was able to say that. He was the Apostle Paul. 
You know, he was one of the greatest men God ever used. Yeah, and Paul was also sitting in prison when he wrote that verse. Sitting in prison when he said that. Any of you all sitting in prison today? Don't answer that. Alright? You can, you can leave if you want. You're not forced to be in here. Okay? You didn't have to come. No, none of you are all in prison right now. Okay? And, but Paul was able to say that in prison. And so he says in the next verse, you know, let your moderation be known unto all men. Your calmness of mind, the Lord is at hand. What's he saying there? What, what, when he says the Lord is at hand, what he's basically saying, hey, the Lord's coming back and He is going to make things right. The Lord is going to deal with this world. You know, you're, Brother Tommy, you're saying we shouldn't be upset by, you know, we should, we should be calm, but look at all that's going on in the world today. Look at all the wickedness that's going on out there. Listen to these politicians and the things they're saying and just the way they lie and lie. And the news media, the way they just cover for them, and they lie, and just the wickedness is going on. Why shouldn't we be going crazy? I'll tell you why. Because the Lord is at hand. They are going to get what's coming to them. They are going to get it. They're going to get it, folks. Just look at the way the wickedness is growing in this world. Just look at all these you know evil dictators that are out there, and all the all the murders and the killings. Listen, they're going to get what's coming to them. These people are on their way to hell. Jesus Christ is going to come back one of these days and He is going to pour out His wrath on this world. And you know what? I'm not going to panic about it. The Bible says vengeance belongs to God. So you know what? I don't have to worry about executing vengeance on this wicked world that we live in. Okay, yeah. Politicians lie. But you know what? It's not my job to go... Give them what they deserve. You know what? All I can really do, I can go vote. But you know what? Even if I go vote, and this is going to be the most, I'm going to be the most unenthusiastic I've ever been about voting in my life in this election. I'm going to go vote anyway. Just make me feel good, I guess. But remember that verse we looked, we did a while back for our monthly memory verse, Isaiah chapter 33, 22. You know, while the world is panicking about the choices that we have right now, while they're panicking about the election, you know what we ought to just say? For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our giver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. I don't care who the exec, who's in the executive branch of the government. The Lord is my King. I don't really care who our legislators are. The Lord is my lawgiver. I don't care who is the next Supreme Court Justice. The Lord is my judge. I don't care. If Hillary gets in and she nominates another you know, wacko leftist that's going to take away all our guns like they're saying she's going to do, you know what? The Lord's my judge. The Lord's my lawgiver. You know, I, you know. Let me tell you, we've been sold down. Some of the judges that have stabbed us in the back the worst were ones that were nominated by supposedly conservative Republicans. Let me tell you, it, it doesn't really matter who they get. You know, the Lord is going to give our country what we deserve, and if we refuse to get right as a, as a nation, it, I, we can elect the best people out there, and they'll make the wrong decisions every time. You know, they they don't matter. They are. Irrelevant, and so you know what? I'm not going to worry about. It. Go ahead and vote in the election. Go ahead and vote, but remember Isaiah chapter 33, verse 22. 
You know, God knows how to get us anything that these politicians can get us into. Second Peter chapter two verse four says, "For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow." Uh, making them an example of those that after should live ungodly and deliver just locks, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Okay, For the righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds, the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Now, I hope you all don't take what I'm about to tell you the wrong way. I hope I hope you all don't think I'm a mean person that I that I've got a mean, nasty spirit about this. I don't believe I don't believe that I do. But God right here, he said, "Hey, if God didn't spare the angels that sin, if God did not skip judging the angels, why would we think he's not going to judge these politicians?" Why would why would we think that? If God spared not the old world, God flooded the whole world that was wicked. When the world was wicked and full of violence, God destroyed them, but He saved Noah. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, look at all this stuff that the LGBT people are pushing down our throats and the way they seem to be getting everything they want. And all of the presidential candidates support them. All of them. Even the libertarian candidates. They support these people. They're pandering to these people. You know what? God's going to deal with them. God, he dealt with Sodom and Gomorrah. He's going to deal with them too. He knows, and he know what? He can deliver me. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. He knows how to do it and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. God knows how he can take care of them, give them what they deserve, and take care of me and protect me. God knows how to do that. And so, before I get to the part where I might sound really mean, I want to show you a couple more verses here. See, God... One of the, the next thing we see that we're supposed to do okay, is in verse 6, it says, be careful for nothing. In other words, don't be worried about things. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We need to bring our requests, bring our concerns to God and just leave them with Him. Just leave it there. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Whatever that is you're worried about, you throw it at the Lord. You give it to Him. Lord, this person needs to be judged. Lord, you, need to take, you give it to them and then you forget about it. You'd say, hands off, this belongs to the Lord. I'm not doing anything about it. And then look what Psalms chapter 55 says, because you might think here in this passage, you know, the Lord's not keeping His promise here. The Lord's not doing what He said He would do here. Isaiah 55 verse 22 says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. Did you all see that? Bloody, deceitful men. They're not going to live out half their days. Wait a minute. There's some pretty bloody, deceitful people out there that have lived pretty long lives. So what about them? Why hasn't the Lord killed them yet? 
And this might, once again, I hope you all don't think I'm terrible because of this. But you know what? Sometimes I do. I think, man, I'm looking forward to Judgment Day. I'm looking forward to seeing some people get what's coming to them. You might think that's a terrible attitude, but you know what? There's nothing wrong with loving justice. Okay? I love the fact that God could save any of these people too. I mean, some of these lying politicians that have done so much damage, God could still save them. And I love that. And it would be amazing to see them get saved. What a thrilling thing it would be to see them get saved. I would love to see that. But you know what? If they don't, they will be judged. And think about it. Okay, I'm not encouraging anybody to hate people right now. But you think about some of these people who, let's say, have you know they've been wicked for a lot of years. Okay, I, I won't name names, but y'all probably know who I'm thinking of, and just go ahead and assume that's who, that's who I'm talking about. Okay, if the Lord would have killed some of these people, let's say when they were 40, well, they'd have had a lot to answer for. But now, since he's let them live even longer, think how much worse hell's going to be for them. The longer these people live, the worse their judgment is going to be, the worse their punishment is going to be. And I know this is you're all going to think I'm carnal, but y'all remember Jacob Marley in the Christmas Carol? Remember Christmas Carol? And he came to Scrooge and he was carrying those chains, and Scrooge asked him about that chain chain. And he said, you know what? Seven years ago, you had a chain just like this, but you've been adding to it for seven more years, so yours is even greater. And think about these people. If you do get hope in seeing them destroyed, really the longer they live, the worse things are going to be for them on Judgment Day. We should pity these people. You think of some of these people out there in Washington, some of these people that just won't die, that are getting that are, that are getting old, and they just they've been doing so much wickedness and they just won't die. Some of the people on our Supreme Court, they're just as wicked as all get out, and they are lifetime appointees, and they just they won't die. Which one died in the last it was it was probably the best one they had. He was the one that died. And these other ones they just but you know what? That's just more they're going to have to answer for on Judgment Day. I pity those people. We should pity those people. And when I think of that, what is coming for them, you know what? It gives me a calmness of mind. I don't need to make things right. You know, kids all the time, kids, they get mad if they think one of their brothers or sisters got away with something, don't they? You know, they want to see they want to see equality. They want to see fairness, and it's like they want to see their brothers and sisters get in trouble. Sometimes I was there. I remember being that. I remember being that same way. And and you know what? The truth is, it's easy to feel that way sometimes. And it's like when I was a kid too. If I, sometimes if I didn't feel like my parents delivered justice to my sisters, I would try to deliver justice to my sisters, which would usually get me in more trouble. And sometimes the devil will tell us. You know what? Justice is not being done in this world. Hoping we will try to carry out justice on this people. But you know, there is nothing that I could do to any of these the wicked that's out there that's worse than what God's going to do to them if they don't get right. You know, that's so I don't have to worry. I don't have to plot an assassination. I don't need to do that. It would be wrong for me to do that. Vengeance belongs to God. That whatever I could think of to do to them, it does not even compare 
to what is coming for them. And you know what? It gives me a calmness of mind. I don't have to be upset. I don't have to be worried about it. They're going to get what's coming. It's like, boy, you're, you're mean. You're, you're cold. You just you want bad things to happen to people. No, I, I want justice. I hate the wickedness that's going on in this world. I hate the evil. I hate the destruction. I hate all the killings. And I hate those who are responsible for doing those things. It is the heartbreak, the misery that is being created by people because they're just power hungry or selfish. Whatever it is, I want to see justice on that. But I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to be worried. I don't have to be going crazy because I know my God is going to deal with those people. I know that America, boy, we've got a lot to answer for. And you know what? I don't have to try to help America answer for it. God will deal with them. But what about me? Hey, the Lord knows how to deliver the godly. You know, here's the only thing I need to worry about. Am I being godly? Am I doing what God wants me to do? That's all you have to worry about. Are you godly? Or are you doing what everybody else is doing? If you're doing what everybody else is doing, I'd be pretty worried. But hey, if you're doing what God wants you to do, don't worry about it. Be calm. Calm down. Have a sound mind. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is a hand. So get control. And see, we got to get control of our thought life. And I'm not going to take a lot of time on this, but Philippians chapter four, verse eight. I've talked about this verse many times. Everything that's mentioned there. Whatsoever things are good. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are good report. All those things. Complete opposite of what's talked about in the news all the time. You know when I get in a bad mood when I watch the news a lot. I was at work this week. You know, I'm in the break room. I, I probably should start sitting in the other break room. They got the sports in there, but it's like uh, I don't care about most sports. But I'll, I'll sit there and I'll watch these news and I'll just be getting mad. Listen, to it, these people just. I mean, you hear me talk about CNN all the time. That's the one that's shoved down my throat all the time. That's why I pick on CNN. And I do. I just. I get aggravated. I get angry. Why? All they do is they talk about whatsoever things are lies. You know, it's all, it's it, it, all the time. Whatsoever things are are dishonest. Whatsoever things are unjust. Everything's about injustice. You know, you can't even watch a stinking football game anymore without getting a political message with these. Players that don't want to stand for the national anthem. Why? Because of all the injustice. Because of all the police brutality and police shooting black people. Injustice. We hear about that all the time. That's all we watch on the news. And we can't even watch a football game without getting a political message thrown our way. I'm sick of it. You know, I just I don't even want to watch it anymore. If I got to get political stuff shoved down my throats, I'm sick of watching all these football players wear pink during the Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Why? Why are you against that? No. I just want to watch a football game. I don't need some social message, some political message shoved down my throat while I'm trying to just watch a football game. I just want to see guys get creamed out there playing football. I want to see a really good play. That's why I, that's why I watch it. Not to get a political message or a social message shoved down my throat. Everything in that verse, it's opposite. Whatsoever things are impure. Okay, It's always about the latest scandal. You know, just all about perversion. Whatsoever things are ugly. You know, how often do you see things just show the beauty of creation? No, it's always some area that, you know, oil spills and, you know, where all the bad things have happened. You know, earthquake damage. That's all you see on there. Complete opposite. Whatsoever things are of bad report. Bad news. Just bad news all the time. 
That's, that's all. That's all they talk about. You know, the Bible says, "If there be any virtue, if there are any praise, think on these things." Those are the things we ought to think of. The things that are good, the things that were mentioned. And if you don't, if you pay attention to all that other stuff, you are not going to be a moderate person. You are not going to have that calmness of mind. And the world needs to see that. That's why the world's going for the drugs and all that stuff. Why? Because they're just trying to calm themselves down. That's why the world is so caught up in just entertainment and television. Television is a place where people can go and just escape reality. You know, and and so they'll go and you know what? I'm having problems right now, but you know, I'm having marriage problems, but not near as many marriage problems as so and so's having on whatever the soap opera is that they're watching. Get caught up in that stuff. Why just trying to calm themselves down? We shouldn't need that. We need to praise the Lord. We need to be thankful. We need to have faith that God is going to make things right. We need to start bringing our requests to God and leaving them there and get control of our thought life. And I'm not talking this morning, I'm not talking about whistling in the dark. I'm not talking about pretending things are okay when things are not okay. But I'm talking about doing exactly what the Bible has commanded us to do and shine as lights by having a sound mind in a crazy world. And this is our chance. We need to take advantage of it. Pastors all over America, I guarantee in the next weeks and months, are going to be, you know, say, we need to have an emergency prayer meeting. Why? For the election. Well, which one are we going to pray for? <laughs> Isn't it bad for both of them? I mean, really, what, you know, and, you know, and especially if Hillary gets elected, you know, the preachers are going to go crazy. We've got to have an emergency prayer meeting. Why? Is it time to panic? Why? Are you going crazy? That sound mind, or that crazy mind that didn't come from God? The sound mind comes from God. There are no emergencies with God. He's never in a panic, and we shouldn't be either. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. So with that, let's all stand together.